0: Have a word of prayer and we we'll get started. God's heavenly Father, thank you for this time we have to study your word and help me to help your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, please don't misunderstand me when I start this lesson. It's not that I'm doubting anybody's salvation, but we're we'll going to look at a salvation and rewards. And since salvation is a free gift, I just picked out Three familiar passages that uh, we all know about and the first one is Romans chapter six verse twenty three for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whosoever believe in him shall not perish have everlasting life. And then the old standby, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast. Now, after salvation, we need to grow. Because, as I said, salvation is free, but works are earned. Uh, We aren't born spiritually mature. We're born babes in the faith, and so in order to grow we need to be nourished, need to be fed, and need to do the the right thing and in first Peter two two, Peter says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby and sometimes I just don't desire it the way I ought to. Sometimes Perry Mason or one of the old black and white westerns get in the way of Bible study. And I shouldn't admit it I guess, but it's true, I don't always uh, nourish myself where I ought to with the, the spiritual food, but I should. And then in the Hebrews chapter
1: 5
0: uh, it has something to say about uh, growing. And uh, verse 12 to 14 and I believe it's Paul but doesn't matter to me if you believe it or not. For when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. And uh, <clears throat> let me ask you a question. Have you ever stopped to think about what you want as the day starts out in the morning rather than what God wants? We all do. Uh, Right now, we all have the chance to do what we want or do what God wants. And if we do what God wants us to do, we will uh, grow and learn and prosper. And I don't mean necessarily financially. I'm not trying to give you to give me no money. Second Peter 3.18 is probably my favorite verse in the Bible because Peter is my favorite apostle because I'm so much like him. And I don't mean I'm like him that I understand the Scripture or that i was with Christ or anything like that. And Nobody but me and Peter has stumbled and failed as much as what I'm trying to say. I'm right there with the man. So he says as uh, familiar as this much I love it, I can't quote it. But uh, somebody do second Peter three eighteen for me please. But grow in the,
1: grave, the knowledge of our Lord and
0: Thank you. And if we grow we'll work. And if we work we'll begin to earn rewards. Now, if you think it's salvation, then the world, you missed it altogether. If you think it's salvation and then rewards, you missed it altogether. Salvation is free, but all rewards are earned. And some people believe in order to earn rewards, you must do uh, outdo everyone else. Uh, I like what my professor Dr. McGee says and he brags on godly mothers and uh, he talks about how a mother could be earning great rewards by just bringing up a kid and be faithful to the Lord Uh, where you have one or a hundred. And then he talks about a, a pastor that turned in his resignation and they asked him why. And he says, Well, I've only had one conversion the whole year, and that was a wee Bobby Moffat. Well, who knows who wee Bobby Moffat was? I don't either, but I can tell you what I was told. He's the man that opened up Africa originally. And so that poor pastor that one resigned may have thought that he wasn't doing no good, but he did a world of good when we, Bobby Moffat, was converted. And just think of all the godly mothers that went through here.
1: And (laughs) Dad.
0: But Dr. McGee used the illustration of... uh, mother, and I think it was because he said himself that his dad died lost. And it was heartbreaking for him, but he realized that his dad was a good man, but only a good man, an honest man, but a godless man. And that's his words, not mine. But his mother uh, got saved later in life. After Dr. McGee was already married and had kids, his mom got saved. But uh, his dad, unfortunately, never did. Now, I want to give you a story about a deacon and an elderly lady. And it's just a story. It's made up. And I don't know if I got this from Dr. Green or Dr. McGee. And I'm not doing it word for word like they did. But it illustrates the point. Uh, There's an elderly lady that was in a church, and she was faithful in going to church and helping out, and she would uh, do things that anybody in church has to do if she could. And uh, as life is, one day she didn't show up, and they found out that the poor lady had passed away And when it was time for her funeral, because she had never done much and never tried to make a whole lot of friends, just godly woman. She didn't have very many people that come to the funeral. And uh, about a month after that deacon in church passed away. And this deacon was liked by everybody. And he belonged to all the clubs in town. And all of his friends at work and all his friends at church. And they had to stay in the room only for a funeral, and the pastor talked about what a good life he'd lived and how he was blessed to God and all the wonderful things he'd done. And so the deacon, he got to heaven, and when he got there, he seen this elderly lady that had been to his church, and she was in this beautiful mansion, just absolutely gorgeous. Well, actually, I guess the story says she was sitting outside. But anyway, it was a gorgeous place. And right away, he popped the button on his shirt, you know. Man, if she's got that, look what I'm going to have when I finally get to my home. And so uh, Angel put him in a Jeep and <laughs> his suitcases and but Pretty easy to figure out the story, isn't it? And they started driving. Well, they drove and drove and drove. And as the hours go by, the houses begin to get littler and littler and littler. And finally, they pulled up this little cabin. He said, here you are. No, he said, there's got to be some mistake. Angel said, no, sir, there's no mistake. He said, this is your home. Well, that elderly lady that we passed back there when I first got to heaven, she was in a beautiful home. And I done this and I done that. And he said, wait. This is your house, because we had to build it out of what you sent up here before you. That's her house, because we built it out of what she sent before she got here. So you just never know, you know. Now, look at First Corinthians chapter 3. And I have no dick in mind, but I do... <laughs> Uh, unless I could pat myself on the back. My arm's too short for that. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Now brethren, could not speak unto you as to spiritual, but as to even as to babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk, and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for when there is among you envy, strife, and divisions, are ye not carnal, and walk as men? For while one said, I am of Paul, and another of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Now, that's the only place I could think of that it would fit that deacon. See, he was a politician. He saved, but he's a politician. He knew how to pat everybody on the back and tell everybody they look nice and glad to see him when he just. just talking. And so, he was a bottled baby. Bottled baby. But let me read you the scripture that goes for the elderly old lady. And it's uh, <clears> the <throat> same book, same chapter, but this time it's verse 12 through 15. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for they shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive his reward. If a man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. You know some of these great big old haystacks that uh, you could see in Kansas and other places years ago? Well, i seen one of them go up. There was a, a big sage field in front of my house when I was this kid there in Kentucky, and they burnt the garbage in barrels. There wasn't no trucks that went around to pick it up. And so uh, after a time, the metal barrels would get holes in them, and they begin to fall, and sparks would fly out. Well, this field got on fire, and burned everything. Luckily, nobody got hurt, or no homes was lost, but it just went up just like that. Now, some of you people got money can help me out here. I've never had any gold, any silver, nor any precious stones ever in my life. Never. But I understand that that goes through a fire and it purifies it. You've got to get all the impurities off of it in the fire. And that's exactly what that story of the elderly lady illustrates. Everything she'd done was worth gold, silver, and precious stones. But that other, the deacon, but looked like he was really going to, you know, have everything. All he did was build a big old haystack with all that backslapping, trying to get people to like him and vote him here and vote him there in the knife and fork clubs and everything he'd done, except he, he was saved. This went up in smoke. Uh, now, the man or woman, boy or girl, that turns to Christ will never have their sins remembered anymore as far as salvation goes. Excuse me. Hebrews ten seventeen. But let me ask you a question. Did you say in this morning? Hmm? If you don't nod, you just sinned. <laughs> because we have that own nature and as long as we have it, we are going to sin. But the good thing is that sin confessed is forgiven. And if you don't get your sins confessed and forgiven, you break fellowship with the Lord and you don't have any way of restoring it until you confess it. When you confess it, you can begin to earn rewards, but as long as you have an unconfessed sin in your life, then you, you can't uh, uh earn earn rewards or anything uh, look at uh um, first John, if you can't quote it, and I can't chapter one, verse nine, and ten for a long time, I didn't understand how uh we could be a saved sinner. I thought once we got saved, and also thought that everybody said they say saved, was saved. And Lord, was that John 1 John 10? 9 and 10. 1 John chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not innocent. Boy, that's strong, isn't it? It really is. So we all we all do sin. Now, I was talking to Paul just for a minute there a little while ago about things you hear from believing preachers that I, I don't agree with. Now, I realize that a lot of people don't agree with me, too, but that's all right. I'm doing the best I can with what i got to work with. You can't do a lot of work until you have something to work with. But uh, look at uh, Second Corinthians now. Chapter 5. I don't know why I can't find Second Corinthians. I know it's in here. Yeah, I finally found it. Now I'm going in the right direction here. Okay. Verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 9 and 10. Let me just back up to 8 and disconnect it. We are confident, I say, and willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether we are present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to what he had done, whether it be good or bad. Now, thats that two verses is why I said some believing preachers I don't agree with. Because the omnipotentists, and Lord knows it's a bunch of them, but the omnipotentists use their covenant theology and they believe that there's going to be a resurrection, and most of them call it a general resurrection, at one time, we all go up, if we go up. And they say that this is a judgment for the lost. Well, it's further from the truth. It can't be. Because, one, it's a judgment seat of Christ. And it's for... Believers, non-believers, are not here. And furthermore, this judgment isn't for sin. This judgment here is to see what kind of reward you'll have. has nothing in the world to do with salvation. Nothing. But
1: uh,
0: I find that as I talk to people that uh, it's hard for people to understand uh, works for salvation or works after salvation. Now, I don't know if any of y'all are related to people that in says or not, but my wife and brother-in-law believe that they can do enough good deeds that God's going to accept them. And it's heartbreaking for me because I know that he's not. And they get real upset over uh, something like this because the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God neither indeed can they know them. 1 Corinthians 2.14 They just don't have a clue of really what's waiting for them because if they did, they'd turn from their works to the one that's already done work. Now, if you believe in the millennium, and we all do, right, then you must believe in the great white throne judgment. And we all believe that, right? Sure we do. But there's uh, people that you hear on the radio daily that denies the millennium and says this uh, here in 2 Corinthians is, is the judgment of the lost. And they use Revelation as proof text for what's here. But it's, it's not so. And I heard one of the well-known ones on TV, no use slinging blood to say that I don't agree with you. No, it was radio, I'm sorry. Um, he said, it's perfectly ridiculous to believe that there be men and women on earth in a spiritual body while there's men and women here on earth in a sinful body. And he went on to say that there's no such thing as a thousand-year millennium. He says it's only mentioned in the book of Revelation. Well, that's That's right. Right. He's right. But it's mentioned six times in less than ten verses. And again, as Dr. Gee says, how many times did he have to make it true? One time... One barely from God ought to be enough. But six times, uh, you know, you, you ought to uh, get a hold of what's going on there. But anyway, John's speaking about the final judgment of the lost, and Paul is speaking about judgment for works. And uh, I get confused sometimes and I have to keep reading and listening and i would be one of the first ones to tell you or I will be the first one to tell you there's times that I'm reading scripture when I get confused. When I was first saved not a living soul to help me I would read an Old Testament passage and i said, boy that, that do not sound right I don't think I've done that I'm not saved. Well I was putting myself under the law. And then I've been the New Testament, and it says, uh, you know, every sin forgiven. And and, and I'll say, well, I am saved. And it took uh, a little while for me to get in my head that I had trusted Christ for sure, and uh, that uh, no matter what I did after I was converted, that would have to do with rewards or lack of them, but had nothing to do with salvation. And you're talking about uh, a song where it says, Burdens are lifted to Calvary. Even after I was saved, I still felt uh, that. But once I got it in my head that I was a sinner with an old nature and a new nature, then I began to enjoy being saved a whole lot more than I was going up and down, up and down. And Bud, Mike, you can laugh if you want to, but how you think you'd be if you was 40 year old and you got saved and you didn't have nobody help
1: you? <laughs> I was,
0: believe me. But that that's what happened. I was that old. And uh, um, anyway, now... I at 40, and I would listen to preachers, and it would seem very different. I I listened to men and women, put the car radio on, and if I run into a place where I was static and I couldn't hear, I'd go over to uh, AM 560, AM 1500. Uh, and does anybody remember the one that was in Royal Oak? The call letters? W-E-X-L. Was, but it was, what was the call letters? Well, that's the first place I ever heard about the green. I worked down the street there and didn't even know the man was on radio. But I'd switch from station to station, and all I listened to was preachers. And now that I've been safe for a while, I've got it down to three, maybe two most of the time. And I'm not near as confused now as I was, because many of them were saved, but they have, excuse me, they they teach differently, uh, like the dispensations. Even today, I talk to people, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. And then, you know, you, you try to explain to them, well, God measures off time and dispensations, and... This time there was innocent, this time was conscience. This time was human government, this time was promise, this time was law, this time is grace, next time is millennium, huh? Yeah I don't understand. Well there's a lot of things I don't understand either. But uh I don't figure at my age I'm gonna have a whole lot of time left to uh, earned any rewards and I don't believe I've done so much for the Lord that I'm uh, going to have very much uh, I don't know what uh, God considers good works and bad for a person like me uh, if pastor asks me to happen
1: okay uh,
0: if somebody needs a ride okay if somebody needs a couple dollars and I got it Okay, if that's good works, then I'm helping out. But I do not know what God expects. And I don't think any of us will fully understand until we stand before the Lord Jesus and receive or lose. And some of us might think we've got a little coming and we won't have nothing. On the other hand... Uh maybe we'll have something. I do not know why, and I'm not just it to fill in time, but I kept bearing down on salvation to a group of people and every one of them in there kept saying they're saved. And I kept bearing down on week after week. I had a six six weeks uh in a row on Wednesday night and like five Sunday mornings and this one person was there all eleven times. And I kept bearing down and bearing down. And every once in a while, I look at him bearing down and bearing down. And then one morning he kind of laughed. mm uh, huh You know who I'm talking to, don't you? <laughs> he uh, is one of the sweetest young men that you'll ever meet now, and he's a believer about I I'd say two months after that, the pastor and I had a disagreement, and I left the church. And after I left, people would say hi. Some of them, you know, saying your word, hello, and how you doing, and whatever. And the, the most joy I got was when they told me that Brian got saved. And I said, Brian got saved? And they said, Brian got saved, and he thanks you, and he thanks the pastor, and he thanks, uh, I think, the, the, he said the, the other Sunday school teacher that I was just helping out. Anyway, Brian is a sweet young fella that's married to a Christian girl, and he's growing by leaps and bounds. And I haven't seen him since I was at Community Baptist years now. I've been visiting here and and been a member here for at least seven years. And and I was down in Hazel Park for a while. Don't you know that that young man walked in at work about two months ago? And I I had this tickled to death to see him. Not because I had a big part in the salvation, but because I obeyed what the Lord was trying to tell me. He didn't say... Bill, you got to teach salvation today because Brian is lost. No, nope. I, I just couldn't get away from it. Now, uh, look over to um, to uh, Revelation chapter 20. <laughs> I don't know why I don't have that on that paper, but I do want to look at it. And if I have it on the paper, I do have it on the paper, I just talked so much went back. I just want to point out the difference there, and I'm sure you all know it anyway, but the 20th chapter. <clears throat> 11 through 13 I marked down here, so if you're there, I'll just go ahead and read them. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth, and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works. And see so he gave up the dead which was in it, and the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they will judge every man according to their works. Now, this passage, and the one that i mentioned two or four times, Second uh, Corinthians five, people are confused. Look, look at the, the difference here. In uh, one, Paul's talking about is for rewards. But it's, it's only for believers. that these people here are judged for the way they lived their life. In the book, Book of Life, and where Bill Wilson's name ought to be, there's just a blank. That, that they are all lost, unfortunately. And as sad as it is, it's very true. Now, I believe. That a faithful pastor, like we got, and other faithful pastors, will earn a pretty good reward just because they taught the word day in and day out. If they stay faithful to the word, and nobody gets saved as long as they stay faithful, that'll be the key right there. Now, Pastor Jake have more than we will probably Apostle Paul will have more than Pastor Jake St. Peter going to have more than Bill Wilson Bill Wilson going to have very little St. Peter going to have a whole lot and the marvelous thing about it and what I saw this morning as I was finishing this is that God gives us the verses that we need to grow. And then after we grow, He gives us rewards. It's almost like if I do the work around the house, my wife will give me chicken and dumplings. If I don't do the work around the house, here's your dinner. You'll sandwich. But my wife doesn't cook you can make a pot roast and a mess but that's the extent of her cooking but uh, I, I didn't uh, figure that anybody here was not a believer and I don't think anybody here is not going to earn some kind of reward but uh, this is what the Lord gave me and that's what I decided I wanted to do and I'm making no apologies for it but I am going to stop grace heaven Father thank you for Jesus And thank you that in your marvelous love and work for us that you, uh, saved us and yet you give us the ability to earn precious and great rewards that we can have throughout eternity. And then we probably will want to cast them at your feet, but they'll be there, Lord, forever. Thank you and forgive us all who have failed thee. And be with the, uh, people here this morning, speakers, he delivers your word. In Jesus' name, amen.